When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else and welcome to our podcast, Scary Stories, stories to, to Tell, tell on the, the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, skeletons, ghosts, ghoulies, and real spooky things that you told us about. There are things that are scary that you could think about that happened, that did happen, that didn't happen, or that could. You thought it was this, but instead it was that. You opened the door and there was a bat. <laughs> wow. I, the pressure to make it rhyme is too much. And so I have to just stop it. I I'm know so that sorry. was actually kind of rude of me. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I looked at you as if to be like, and now you do a jig. And I just, it was I sick. Can't. It was sick and it was wrong. And that's on me. <laughs> sick and wrong. Listeners, it is a Wednesday. It is, which means it is an urban legisode day. And it is my turn. It's your turn, Andrew. Um, Everyone. It's Andrew's turn. It's my turn. And because we had such a good time doing this a couple weeks ago, we are going to read more user-submitted spooky stories. You guys are very generous with us with your stories, and there's just a treasure trove, and we're just going to glut ourselves on it for and a little your, while. Yeah, your general knowledge we're super impressed by. Um, and one of them came after last week's glimpse into the spooky side of eBay. We got an email from someone who had a little more information to give us about gins or genies. Ooh. And this was Ayanzo? Uh, this um, is this is Ayan, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Hi. Hi. Love the show and you both, Obby. This is very long heads up. It's not that long. We're, we're doing fine. Thanks, Ayan. Ayan. I was raised Muslim, and while in university, I got really obsessed with jinn, initially thinking it was a religious metaphor, but quickly found out not to be the case. I started by asking my mom. She had to go to a witch doctor as a kid. Amazing. I also oh asked my, my friends God. and acquaintances and quickly realized everyone had a jinn story. I have collected a ton of the stories. I've heard from friends and family and also wrote two different papers about it in school. I then started to panic, thinking my fixation was being influenced by a djinn. <gasps> so Whoa. I bailed on it for a while. Now I think that less so, but I do believe in them. Their origin goes back to Adam and Eve times. Lore says that Adam had a wife before Eve called Lilith. I was aware of Lilith. That's this is right. super interesting. Okay. And that was actually Fraser's first wife. <laughs> she was made the same way as Adam, as we believed it is with clay, it was with clay and earth molded by God. And as such, she saw herself as his equal, the nerve. So she decided to create life on her own, just like God. She made the gin from smokeless fire or fireless smoke, and that creation infuriated God. Essentially, he demanded she kill them herself. She oh. faked it. And hid them from the world. He then made Eve as the more obedient wife and banished Lilith from Eden. She then went to live with her children, the jinn. Even <gasps> Tiny Me was very much on Lilith's side. This Same. is an amazing story. I didn't realize this is what it I came know. I from. love this. She hid her kids. Wouldn't we all? 
You got to hide your kids when they're mud and God's mad. And when you're Irene Dresden and you're crossing the border into Canada. <laughs> you do. Guys, go <laughs> under the fleece blanket we got from the timeshare. <laughs> Uh, there is also a, there was also a long story about King Solomon being able to control them for ages and stuff. And Ooh. they were introduced to the West from the book 1001 Arabian Nights, but I am not here for the men. Woo! Uh, woo, woo, woo. Yes. How jinn are referred to nowadays is pretty close to how Catholics talk about demons, very real and wow. tangible in our world. My understanding of the hidden aspect is that they live in a parallel universe. This terrifies me. <gasps> no. My mom I can't told do me, parallel universe me stuff. either. It scares oh, me no. so much. I'm not smart enough for it. No, it's like, they, oh, they eat like food. There are restaurants there. It scares me. Okay. <laughs> there are restaurants. That's the part that scares well, me. Well, it's just most. like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's, everyone's doing their thing. Right. But they're demons. Okay. My mom told me that for every human born, so is a djinn. Jin can see us, but have no real interest unless you call to them or invite them into your space. Oh, no. This is like living in LA. I was told that even talking about them is enough of an invitation. So spooky. <gasps> Oh, no. God. No wonder she was worried that she I was know. inviting them in. Oh, oh my God. Oh, okay. They are not inherently evil, but they do hold immense power. Humans are prey to their whims, but we rarely hold their interest because we're so weak. Boy, are we. But sometimes they get obsessed with the human and fall in love. I think that is where the incubus succubus lore comes from. Whoa. There are stories about humans falling in love with the jinn with various outcomes, some romantic, some terrifying. And since sex and sexuality as a whole is not a chill topic in Islam, then these stories are usually told to terrify us. Success. The stuff that scared me the most was possession. So you could at any point get possessed by a jinn. Your only protection is living a pious life filled with prayer and duty. But even then, it is not guaranteed. Oh, boring. Uh, oh, that shook That's me. Rude. Same, Not that I was particularly pious or dutiful, but it just sounded inevitable. You could get possessed and exercised, but still be vulnerable to that jinn or any jinn returning. There is one story about a girl who was possessed by 30 different jinn throughout her life. Oh, no. Come you can also choose to invite a jinn into your life, not necessarily an all-out possession, closer to a roommate situation. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and you God. can utilize their abilities. I was told that's how psychics could tell the future or where witches got their powers. But making the deal leads to you burning off pieces of your soul and sentencing your life, you sentencing yourself to damnation. You also put your family and friends in danger because you don't know how the jinn will exact their payment. Oh. oh, no. Let me know if you want to hear any of those personal account stories, including mine. Absolutely, Ayan. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. I hope this crash course helps you and feel free to ask me any questions that you may have. Love you both so much and every aspect of the show. Don't ever change. Just kidding. Do whatever you want. I still love it. Oh my All God. The best, a yawn. That is, wait, that's the best compliment is don't ever change. Just kidding. Whatever you are, I'll love. I know. Wow. We love that. 
This Ayan, was very spooky. This rocked. Super pumped to hear your uh, accounts that you collected of gins. Gotta have gin corner. And also, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Let me know. I think you're right. Yeah, J-I-N-N. Uh, this is where <laughs> the part where I make like a big joke about I love gin and uh, gin uh, is good. Yeah, mm, I know. Something to think about. <laughs> think uh, about that. And this is the genie. This is where genies come from. I yes. Know if we've said that. And I think it's then like making wishes. Like it, it's so interesting because we've turned it into like you, the genie belongs to you. But instead, it's just like when a little kid comes to you and is like, "Now you're a dog," and then you're like, "Okay, I'm a dog." You know. We're just so weak compared to them. So sometimes they play along just because they're interested. Yeah. Also like, yeah, that they, they're sort of like angels where it's kind of shut out of like the, the humans are more favored and they're kind of this bastard like on the side. I guess that makes sense of why in that one eBay ad, they were like, she has no morals. Like she doesn't want to hurt you, but she, she has, has no, no morals. morals. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me laugh. I know no morals is always like a horny thing. It's never like, well, she just doesn't believe in being on time. <laughs> she sucks. Uh, okay, should we go on to this next one? Yes. Very evocatively, just the subject is my scary story. <gasps> Hi guys, my name is Bella, and I have a scary story to share with you. It's about my experience in my aunt's house in Massachusetts, the scariest state. Let's just say it. Haunted as hell. The backstory, which is confirmed, is that a woman named Dorothy lived there and she was the whore. She was the whore. She was the whore. (laughs) Let me take that again. Uh, A woman named Dorothy lived there and she was a hoarder of both things and animals. Dorothy, no. Cages stacked up next to piles of paper, medicine cabinets full of random things, dusty chandeliers. My father-in-law is a fire inspector and he says hoarders are at the greatest risk for fire. So if you know hoarder, help them out. I know that's an impossible task, but they're at risk. It's hard. It's very hard. It's indicative of a lot of things. Um, And we shouldn't just make fun of it. It's very real. Okay. Um, Dusty chandeliers. I don't know if she died on the property. I don't know if she died on the property or not, but... When she did, the house stayed abandoned. My aunt and uncle bought the house and property and tore down the house to build their own. They kept what was a barn. They kept what was a barn and used it as a storage shed. They had to bury horse carcasses in the back. What? <gasps> That's that song. Oh. That's a Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus song. Oh, is that a Got lyric? Got the horse carcasses in the back. <laughs> Andrew, I'm young. <laughs> you have to let me be young. I gotta catch up. Um... Okay. Years later, they joked about Dorothy turning on the water she never had and messing with the dogs. My aunt and uncle went camping and they let me dog dog slash house sit. I knew about Dorothy and the house had scared me before, but I figured I was young. At that point, I was 17. I could handle being in a house alone. It's not a big deal. It started slowly. Just hearing someone walking around or a door closer open here or there. I tried to nap through it. Or I'd go outside and go swimming. Mm. I really tried to just ignore it as much as possible. Oh, my God. I relate to going swimming as a child to get away from things. I know. Or as a person. Nothing scary can happen when you swim. No. But I always felt it. I could always feel when there was something around and I knew not to turn around (gasps) or to go into certain rooms. No. I was sitting in the kitchen watching TV and I suddenly was smacked with don't turn around. I didn't, but I can't explain why I was so scared of turning around. Then all of a sudden, there was a huge bang above me. I can't explain how, but it was like it was behind me, but above me. Right above the window, but also, but 
right above the window, but also somehow in between the first and second floor. I shook it off, but was still scared. Then again, I grabbed my knife and went upstairs to investigate a knife against a ghost. I love it. Oh, my God. you got to stab air (laughs) while it kills you. (laughs) That's that's like um, that's like a swordsman in a hurricane. You got to stab air while it tries to kill you. Okay. Uh At that point, I had gone from ghosts to intruder. Okay, that makes much more sense. There wasn't anything up there, but I did note my baby cousin's toys on the landing. I went back to. I went back downstairs and called my dad. He told me I'm just being paranoid, but he came over and checked out the house. He didn't find anything. So I went back in and again, a huge bang from upstairs. I remember saying, oh, fuck this and called my dad again. I went to go upstairs and grab some stuff I didn't want to leave. And when I got to the top of the stairs, all my cousin's toys were lined no, up no, at the no, edge. No, <gasps> no, 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 no. There was a bar of soap in the hallway. No, that's so scary. Oh, what an item. It's funny to say now, but at the time, I had never been so scared by soap. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. That's no place for soap. No. That is very scary. I know it wasn't the dogs because they were both downstairs with me. I grabbed my stuff, ran outside with all the lights and TVs on, multiple TVs on, and cried, calling my dad to come get me. She was only 17. This is crazy. That's too much. He came and got me, and I swore I would never go back. There was so much more, but I still to this day am terrified of the entire house. They've moved now, but I don't talk to them. I don't know if they've brought it. I don't know if they've brought it with them, but just in case, I haven't gone back to their old home. Oh, oh my God. This is insane. That home should be very exploded. Oh, that home should be exploded. Okay, I got one more story, and then we're going to do uh, some people's guesses about your finger jamming stuff. Okay. okay. A lot of heavy criticism on me, by the way, of Every- being terrible at guessing. I You're know I am. You're not good at guessing. You're I'm too not. innocent. You're not good at um, I know. Keep people keeping things from each people other. People really came for me, and that's okay. And I will commit to the listeners right now that today we will end finger game. <gasps> this is huge news. Okay. Uh, this one says, Urban Legend. So this is from an old student of mine. Isn't oh, this fun? Oh, Yes. Hi there. I love the podcast so very much. And shout out to Andrew for being the best playwriting teacher. Hashtag orange group. Thank yeah. you, Brenna. Wow. If you're still looking for urban legends, I've got an urban legend from Connecticut, but I've heard iterations of the story in other states as well. They're called the melon heads, which I have heard of. Have this heard of I have this? heard of, I think through Chris Gethard. From the legends I heard as a kid, the melon heads were a family with abnormally large and misshaped heads. I don't know why that part of the story never made sense. The kids dropped out of school and the, the kids dropped out of school young and the entire family were outcasts. Apparently, they would flag you down on their deserted road oh. looking for help and lure you out to your car to either help them with a breakdown or some kind of injury. Once you were vulnerable, they would attack and kill you, <gasps> stealing your car to add to their collection on the front lawn. Some versions of the story had them as cannibals as well, as if the melon heads only lived on human flesh. One summer, my teenage sister and her friends brought me and my cousin at the ripe young age of 10 no. along for a melon head hunt. No. What the fuck? This meant driving down the street in melon head family territory. Uh, wait, no, sorry. I just made up the word territory. It is nowhere in that sense. This is melon head territory. You're in melon. Down the street, the melon head family supposedly lived on in Monroe, Connecticut. It was like a rite of passage. On their street, you had to stop in front of the house with the all with all the beat up, broken down cars in the front lawn and do a Chinese fire drill. Mm. Legend had it, whoever was last to complete the drill would get snatched up and killed by a melon head. 
The night I went along on my own melon head hunt, we stopped at the nearby CVS, the scariest place to stop before, <laughs> before oh, a melon head hunt. Oh, you got it. For snacks before heading down a series of dark and winding roads until we hit the dirt road that the melon heads apparently inhabited. It was pitch black and we could barely see anything. But sure enough, halfway down the road, there was a small ranch style house with a front lawn completely covered in old cars. No lights were on in or around the house. It looked completely abandoned. Melon head. Ugh. We couldn't see any other houses on the street either. It was here that we did our Chinese fryer drill. My 10-year-old cousin and I did my 10-year-old cousin and I did it screaming at the top of our lungs, but we all survived. No melon heads. My sister sped away as soon as we finished, and we were all totally high off the experience. We stopped at the last blockbuster around for a scary DVD and then went home to watch Feeling Invincible. That's very sweet. I don't know if melonheads are real. I assume no. Or they work in other areas, but the legend lives on in Connecticut. Thanks for keeping the spooks alive on the pod. Can't wait to hear more scary stories. Thank you, Brenna. That is very scary. It kind of falls into a rich tradition of um, like inbred... Hicks with strange yeah, creatures. Yeah, this is a picture of a melon head. Yeah. Oh, that is scary. It's it, like, it, yeah, it looks like the X-Files episode about the inbred people living in the house. Before we close out, we are declaring an end to Finger Jam Gate with some, uh, with some listener questions. Okay. From Carlos. Did she jam her finger on her butt or some part of her body? No. Great. From Alyssa. I think Anna was pulling up her pants after going to the bathroom and her jeans were so rigid that she grabbed them so vigorously that she jammed her finger on them and then had a really hard time buttoning them without the injured finger. Wrong. Okay. Thank you for your investment. Okay. Now we're heading over to Twitter. Someone on Twitter had a very close guess. Okay. This is from SST112. Did you jam it flicking on the light or vent? No. Okay, our last Instagram question. Does the finger jam even involve the toilet? No. Good. It doesn't. And you know what? We've been talking about the toilet. We've been talking about the toilet dispenser. Yes. Let's talk about my it. jeans. All right, we got one last one. We got more, but some of these are like repeats. Okay. This is from K Cassie on Twitter. <laughs> Did you injure your finger while using your phone while on the toilet? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. I initially had said no to this because I wasn't on the toilet when it happened. Okay. What had happened was simply this. I stood up from the toilet and it was an automatic flush toilet and I was holding my phone <laughs> with my head against my chest, I think. And I went it dropped my phone. Uh-huh. And it was about to fall into the automatically flushing toilet. And I went to grab it with my left hand (laughs) so that it wouldn't go in or just to hit it away from the toilet. And I pushed too hard. I came at it with too much (gasps) force. And I hit the wall very hard (laughs) and very close to it. I did it as if I was going to extend my entire arm, but it could only go a few inches before hitting wall. Oh, and the to- the phone should have gone in the toilet. That ultimately should have been what it is. But I instead dropped my phone, slammed my <laughs> entire index finger so hard into the wall that I heard a pop. Oh, I don't know if I heard a pop. How's Maybe it doing today? That. Today it's better. It looks good. It looks like the other one. For a while it was extremely swollen. It looks like it's turning a little bit in a way that it- maybe it shouldn't. But <laughs> I <laughs> I like got a little finger thing Wow. for it to hold it in place, which just kind of hurt. The mystery is solved. 
The mystery is solved and I'm ashamed. Should we do one real quick uh, scary ideas for things that can happen? Yes. Can we go? Great. Yes. And then we'll be donezo. You order a pizza from the local pizza pie parlor. <laughs> Shut up. There's a pizza pie parlor. This is Peter. How may I please you? And he's like, can I have one pepperoni pizza? And he goes, ooh, 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 that's my favorite kind. Oh. And then you hear, operator. And then you hear, click. He doesn't take your address or anything. And then you feel warmth behind you. You have your back to the kitchen table. And you turn around, and right there is a steaming hot, beautiful pepperoni pizza pie. And you're so scared, but you're so hungry. And you open it, and it's the best pizza you've ever had. And the next day, you're dead. (gasps) That That could could happen. happen. All right, mine's super brief. You feel like you ate something strange. So you go into your bathroom at night before going to bed. And just in case you get sick, you're looking into the water of your toilet and you're looking at your reflection. And then you feel the vomit start to rise up in your mouth. But before you have a chance to, your reflection opens its mouth and vomit sprays up into your face. Ah, That That could could happen. happen. Andrew, that's a nightmare. That's gross. To be barfed upon the barfer. And sometimes gross things are spooky. Anna, a treat as always. Andrew, thank you. Thank you to Ion for the gin story. Thank you to... All of our wonderful people who sent in stories. Is it Becca? Brenna. Brenna, the melon head. Oh my gosh. Thank you to Ladybird, my little melon head. And thank you to one and all. uh, But before you go, one quick question. Get Get out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.